Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on site. Hello, good evening, and welcome from me and both kittens to Gatecast, covering, as Mike will doubtless reiterate, Stargate Season 8, Episode 7, Finity. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast on this chilly winter's evening. Not as chilly as where Miss GWC is, which I think is Minnesota, where minus 12. Well, everything's relative. If it goes into minus around here, then it's code. I don't really know how, how I'd cope it with minus 10, minus 20. <laughs> I coped in minus 10. In fact, I, I walked three quarters of a mile into work in minus 14. I mean, regular. Yeah. Of course, regular. Like you'd have a housing to accommodate it, cars to accommodate it. Or a decent public transport system. And councils that weren't surprised by Ooh, ice on the road. Ah, we'll grit, it. we'll grit it tomorrow. Or half an inch of snow. Yeah, panic. A friend of mine tweeted a picture of a light dusting of snow with the comment, this is what it takes to bring Britain to a standstill. Every year, like clockwork. As far as my town council are concerned, even though about half the population lives on my side of the river, grit, salt, etc., despite a series of very steep hills, ceases to exist once they hit the bridges. As far as they're concerned, my side of the town does not exist. Is it different council or something, or just don't like you? Towns are a mile wide. You know, even we don't subdivide by that extent. Well, I don't know. There's normally a reason. Yeah, they can't be arsed and London live this side. <laughs> that could be it. I guarantee you the roads around their houses and their kids' schools are all sanded and gritted. <laughs> Come try ya! Managed to injure myself further. Oh, well done. That was what I got for going to climb around the 14th or 15th century tower. Managed to pull a muscle in my right thigh. Not good. No. I have no idea what that means. Milton Keynes? I can't possibly attend. I'll be at the gathering, aka Phoenix Comic Con. Babylon 5 actor will be there and JMS will be there. And the fact that it's a three-hour bus ride for Scott does sort of boost my tendency to attend. <laughs> that and I believe I told you in excruciating detail, including weight calculations, that I found some money. Yeah, yeah most people say when they found some money, it's a fiver. <laughs> well, it was a fiver along with another... Yeah, what? another ten stacks. <laughs> another two or three hundred. Yeah. Old denomination, unmarked sequential bills. <laughs> It's down on the record that I have this money, but I still need to do things like write to them and change my address because they still have my address in the dock and where my actual house is. Yeah. Sorry, Cindy's just poking her head out from behind the curtains. I think she's debating a leap onto the filing cabinet. <laughs> I think what she's looking at is that oh, she's managed to leap onto the filing cabinet. What she was looking at was, if I miss this, what am I going to land on? Well, they're not stupid. No, although I wasn't too happy when uh, Chiana woke me at court eight yesterday morning. And when I sort of half opened my eyes blearily and didn't move, the paw reached out and tapped the shoulder a couple of times. <laughs> I would be worried if I were you. Why? <laughs> when a tap ceases to be effective, what next? Um, well, I've always responded to the tap. I usually respond to the meow. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing... Leave the beastie alone. I don't know. How to continue a television series after a major actor has left the cast. Part 3. The Doctor Who Method. Give the character the ability to completely alter his appearance, and thus be played by any available actor. This also lets the character evolve into suitable form for any given audience. For more about British science fiction television, listen to the British Invaders podcast. www.britishinvaders.com 
I made an impulse buy of what's probably a movie at the Euro level B movie selection. Oh, yes. I were in Tesco. <laughs> That's no excuse. They had a box. Well, I was getting kitty there, a freshener. <laughs> I spotted two or three movies. It was under winter warmers. It was there along with Hangover. It was like from the producers of 300 Ironclad. Oh, it's a medieval thingy, isn't it? I don't know. I knew nothing about it. If it's seven euro or less, then I'll buy it because with the kit, you're that long to make it a tenner. Kevin J. Anderson's writing some more Saga of the Seven Sons. What? Yeah. Why? Another trilogy. Well, money, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, the whole point of it is that it was seven bucks. It was, it was seven sons. It was a, the number seven ran through. I mean, I read it. I enjoyed it. Seriously? Yeah. yeah unless you're going to do a prequel. It could be. Pre- I don't know if you don't say if it's a sequel or a prequel. It just gives a, a Saga of Shadows. Oh, I see. So it'll be five crossover. <laughs> no, not the coming of the shadows, the saga of the shadows. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Something he hasn't touched on at all, and if he decided to reboot, he wouldn't even need to include any of the characters apart from one who's now dead, would be the tale of Babylon 4 and the original Shadow War. I mean, you could get at least three-part 90-minute miniseries or maybe a 13-part half-season out of that. Well, you've got a straight choice, haven't you? One story would be human-centric, the other story, there won't be any humans in it at all. Yeah, it may slightly trickier by the fact that Valen is dead. <laughs> We've lost so many of our B5. True, yeah. Somebody on the uh, B5 page posted something, a quote from Delenn. Women's always ask if we're ready just before you're about to do something hugely unwise. And I can hear Michael O'Hare's voice saying it when he replies, tradition. <laughs> So many of uh, humankind's folly because, well, this is how we've always done it. Once is a new thing and scary. Do it twice in this tradition. Three times and it's an ancient and venerable tradition. <laughs> That's the disco fandom approach anyway. Yeah. About to record Stargate SG-1 Season 8 Episode 7 Affinity. Tweets always welcome here, Valley Parking included. <laughs> Carol Sanders favorited and retweeted us. Nice. Right. Affinity. Oh, hang on. See, it's an apparent one. Yes. Ooh, I remember this one, but I've only seen it once. Very much a Teok-centric episode. <laughs> yes, you could say that. <laughs> Sit, stay, good giddy. I was talking to the line, not one of my own. I can never be too sure. You good to go? My line is duly cocked. Before the disc spins down again. Yep, ready to go. Ever three, ever a doe, ever a hain. Clicky. Fade to black. Fade in on a kid and a bike. No, actually, a young one. Is that a young one? Nice little place to live. Lots of trees. I'll be a bitch. Oh, dear. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, that's a mixture, isn't it? A muscular black man, a muscular white guy. He kind of... He looks a bit white power. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Intimidation 101. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever hear a signaling, pal? I did signal. If you don't know how to drive, maybe you should try staying off the damn road! Maybe if you hadn't been tailgating me, this wouldn't have happened. Ooh, that's it, yeah. lad. <laughs> that's a, yeah, you really don't want to threaten someone that outweighs you by about 70%. Look, man, I don't want any trouble. Too late. These days, of course, everybody would have phone out recording this. This is unlawful behaviour. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Collision procedure dictates that you exchange insurance information and, if necessary, notify the police. I like the shirt. <laughs> Is this the 70s? This gentleman did indeed signal, which would indicate that it was you who was at fault. <laughs> Don't laugh, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got him moving. <laughs> Oof, not to the... Oh! <laughs> Ow! Punchy DX4 it actually breaks your hand. It would do, yeah. It's a legitimate defence tactic, that is. 
<laughs> you normally have to pay for this sort of show. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's like, whoa! <laughs> he looks familiar, the kid. I believe it will now be necessary to notify the police. I've tried everywhere to find out what song this is. No chance. Joe, the innocent driver, was played by Brad Siobhan. Bradley Daniel Siobhan, born January 29th, 1971 in Canada, died April 7th, 2010. He appeared in Scary Movie 4, Whisper, My Baby Is Missing, White Noise, also Twilight Zone and Dead Like Me. A life cut too short. Okay then, Affinity. Season 8, Episode 7 of Stargate SG-1, The Gatecast, Episode 165. Written and directed by Peter DeLuise, who went on to direct 56 episodes of Stargate SG-1, as well as writing or contributing to 18 episodes. Finity and its US premiere, August 20th, 2004, on Sci-Fi Channel. It was broadcast in the UK on Sky 1, November 16th. In Australia, December the 2nd, and the Canadians got it March the 16th, 2005. There were no other shows with episodes titled Affinity. Seems like thought TNG would probably have it. There are combinations. Affinity is used in a phrase in the episode title, but no single usage. I see. And that's what I look for. Good boy. Sir, uh, Colonel Kendrick from the Office of Special Investigations is here to see you. Walter... Timid Walter. Does he have an appointment? No, sir. He wouldn't return my phone calls, sir. Oh, dear. Office of Special Investigations. Didn't think it was important. Take your pick. Erica Durant. Where do I know that name? Smallville. Yeah. Kick him out. Yeah. was I to allow Tilk to live off base. Your request was approved under certain provisions. These provisions have clearly been violated. Oh, come on, Colonel. If you had saved Earth from total annihilation a couple of times and your government told you you couldn't go out to play... Wouldn't you consider it more a guideline than a rule? This is Colonel Richard Kendrick, the OSI, played by Michael Rogers. He's been in Continuum, Sanctuary, Smallville, Fringe, The 4400, X-Files. Also played two other roles in Stargate SG-1, uh, Major Escher and Colonel John Michaels. Hmm. Not bad, three different roles in one series. Not bad at all. I wonder why he's got a banana on his desk. <laughs> it seems out of place. I wonder if they chose OSI as a deliberate reference to the OSS. I don't know, really. So the Nazi uh, super spies. Well, didn't the British have OSS as well? Possibly. The British was the OSS, wasn't it? I, I just recall playing a series of games. Might have been Medal of Honor. No, it was Wolfenstein. Hey! Daniel Jackson. Just wanted to come by and see how you're settling in. Please enter. Let's see Tilk's apartment then. Yes, number 400. Lots of candles, lots of ethnic. Yes. <laughs> Embrace your culture, even if it isn't your culture. Jafar Sheik with a... East African flair. I have discovered there are many programs on television which offer advice in the area of home design and decoration. Yeah, I'm a little more into the History Channel myself. <laughs> I advice on home decoration. <laughs> Can't imagine why, Daniel. If you weren't in the Stargate program, you'd probably be on the frickin' History Channel. I'm amazed they haven't actually snapped up Michael Shank for an Egyptian History Channel program. you think it'd be ideal. Oh, the poor fern. I suppose you've tried talking to it. <laughs> it looks a bit out of place, to be honest, with the rest of the Tilk stuff. Yeah. Perhaps you should tell me why you are here. Ooh, suspicious talk. <laughs> I guess can't come by and visit his friend? Of course we know why Daniel's there. That's a very much I didn't invite you to sit down look, wasn't it? <laughs> that look was I would stand up if I were you. Yeah, she should really call before you pay a visit. O'Neill sent you to speak with me. No. Yeah. I broke no law. 
I intervened to prevent a criminal activity and was forced to defend myself. You see, that's kind of the point. Look, there's no reason why you shouldn't be allowed to live off base, I mean, especially when you're not carrying a symbiote anymore. But you're supposed to be keeping a low profile. That is not always easy. Yeah, I'm not just talking about the tattoo, although I do see how that could be a problem. Come on, Daniel. Nobody likes being told off in that kind and almost condescending manner. Indeed. I do like that lamp, though, with the snake. Yeah, interesting. The prop department seems to have gone a bit overboard here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go mental. We have a whole apartment to decorate. Uh, besides, the other day, there was... Uh, Incident with the old man and the teenagers in the park. There was that uh, thing with the guy with the pit bull. In each case, I was only attempting to render assistance where it was needed. I think he wants to encourage Till. It's probably Daniel that really pushed for him when he asked for permission. Careful about getting involved in business that isn't theirs. I know that sounds bad, but it's just the way it is. And... You're trying to confuse Till with sort of mixed visual signals. The fact that he ain't got a symbiote anymore, that's obviously uh, allowed him out, and he's got hair, so that draws less attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably Carter. Avon calling. Uh, believe me, if it was Carter, I'd buy the whole catalog. <laughs> Hi. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Major cookies. Ah. Nice cookies. Yeah, nice balance too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realise you had company. Daniel, close your mouth. Krista James, this is Daniel Jackson. Hi. Is Krista actually wearing a bra? Yes, I believe she is. Ah. <laughs> Main reason I watch Charm for seven seasons. I don't blame you. Never have so many beautiful <laughs> women gone to a bra so often. And God must be cold in that studio. Then I should thank you. It's been great having him here. It's nice to have a man around who cares about his neighbours. Actually, we were just talking about that. I always preferred Erica in this role than in early Smallville. Well, here she looked a lot younger than her. Uh, probably, it probably was before early Smallville, was it? Only a couple of months. Normally, I would be happy to provide assistance. However, no, 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 no! Don't, don't let me interrupt. I've got to be going anyway. So, um, it's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Tilt. That other thing we're talking about. Um, every rule has its exceptions. That's it, Daniel. <laughs> Forget what I told you. <laughs> you got a neighbour like that. She can come round and borrow sugar any time. But you're right. She is playing a younger character. Mm-hmm. She looked being in her early twenties there. How are things in the galaxy? Ah, he's still alive, and not apparently injured or otherwise ill. Not eating junk food like that, he won't be, for much longer. It's nice to see him back. The superhero part or the girlfriend part? You, you travel to other planets to do battle with alien creatures bent on galactic domination. Just because you don't wear a tight spandex outfit doesn't mean that you're not although. <laughs> that's not real, that's a tight spandex outfit now. I could go for the tight spandex outfit. I know this is hard for you. Any other guy would have just freaked out and run away. You didn't run away when I stalked you. Anyway, I just want you to appreciate the position I'm in here. I'm sure you've been in a number of positions, David. (laughs) I'm glad to hear you say that. Oh, he's going to do something foolish. Because I put in for a transfer to Colorado Springs PD. Oh, dear. Yeah, moving to Colorado, that's foolish. Oh, no one again. I don't see that as foolish at all. We'll have less of this. Who will protect the children? This is America. We can't have young children being exposed to romance. That's why I got you this. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It's a little fast. Oh my god. Uh, She's quite (laughs) clearly spooked. Joggers without sports brass as she clearly bounced her way back. I'm sorry to keep asking you to help with my plumbing, but... But what? I'll help you with your plumbing any day of the week. What you need is good pipe cleaning. Anyhow, 
You'll forgive me once you've tasted my lasagna. Oh, so that's what the youngsters are calling it these days. Yo, tea! I do like the beanie cap. Clearly t-shirt and shorts where they're friendly normal humans. Nice work. In retrospect, it may have been unwise to intervene. Are you kidding? Ah, uh, hero worship. Hey! Hey, stop that guy! He's got my purse! Hey! Aren't you going to do anything? I must not intervene. Uh, what? You're just going to let him get away? Stop him, Tilt. <laughs> He's going to do a crocodile's on D. Probably. Run, Forrest, run. Quicker. Is that a punkwash? I don't know what it was. It was some sort of vegetable. Oof. Heavy vegetable. <laughs> Man, what a shot. How did you do that? It's all in the hips, baby. Thank you. That was amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> That's Kate Mitchell, the purse lady, yep. if she's credited. Gotta give the man his props. Oh, she's impressed. So somebody else by the looks Take of it. photographs, yes. Now look at that, that looks, that looks an evil expression. So is he always got his new NOD? Tilk does love his candles. Oh, not much soundproofing in these apartments. Oh dear. That's it. Neighbourly concern. Let me in. Dad, I have to work tomorrow. So? So, you're drunk. <laughs> Just go home, nah, please. Nah, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Dad, is there a problem? He looks like a deadbeat, doesn't he? He does a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. This is a private conversation. If it were private, you would not be conducting it in the hallway, nor speaking so loudly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cat lady. Crazy cat lady? <laughs> Judith Berlin. I like that. A smile, then a frown. Doug McNair is played by Derek Hamilton. He's been in Arrow, Supernatural, Smallville, Dead Zone. Who the hell is this guy? His name is Tilk. He's my neighbour. Tilk? <laughs> like, what kind of a crazy name is that? He just moved here from Mozambique. He's got a bit... Mozambique. <laughs> He's got some backbone. I'll give the lad that. He's not intimidated by Tilk. Indeed. You better check yourself before you get hurt. I have checked. I suggest you leave before it is you that gets hurt. Doug, go sober up. You know what? I'm going to call you tomorrow. <laughs> He's got to have been drinking. That's the only sort of courage. Hmm. Serious cleavage there. A young woman folding her arms across her chest, compacting everything for a man. Signaled. Yep. This is not the first time. So you have stopped receiving him. No, of course not. If this was a different sort of programme, you'd think she was a uh, kind of the Black Widow, going to seduce Tilk into killing her, her husband. Or she's a typical uh, girlfriend of an abusive boyfriend who always makes excuses and she eventually turns up with a black eye. It's a Time Life movie. She'd turn up with a black eye <laughs> without a sexual assault and eventually find the strength to hit him with a frying pan and leave him. Blimey, you've thought this out, haven't you? I do not understand Chris's behaviour. Yeah, that's a common problem. Most cultures on Earth recognize there's a significant gap between the experiences of men and women. Uh, among Maasai of East Africa, each newlywed man is actually required to wear his wife's clothing for a month as a way of gaining insight into her life. Only it were that simple. Sam's not impressed about anything. Conflicted, I think. I hope Groom wasn't forced to consummate the marriage. Paris <laughs> and ancient Persia, uh, if a girl had a virgin, they would go so far as to marry her corpse off before burial. That's horrible. Uh, the groom is usually quite well paid. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad enough being on your own without every TV show and commercial and magazine ad trying to tell you how abnormal it is. 
she's off. <laughs> I mean, they make you afraid of being alone, but at the same time, tell you not to settle for anything less than the perfect romantic ideal like that actually exists anywhere in the real world. I mean, either way, you can't win. They don't know she got posed to. No, they're not quite sure how to handle this. Mm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we were talking about Tilk's friend, right? I thought we were. <laughs> they yeah. were. <laughs> she wasn't. Tilk, how did your fuck couples handle their problems? On true lock, a dispute between a man and a woman that cannot be resolved necessitates a pledge break. It must be requested by one and granted by the other. And if that doesn't work, a weapon is required. Mm, how civilized. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. She's considering this. Yeah, it'd work, wouldn't it? That's polarities. What, not just playing yoga? No. Polarities is a form of hello, stomach. <laughs> yeah, it makes an appearance quite often. I don't want to interrupt you. I just came out for a little air. We're seeing quite a lot of you, though. In a t-shirt that looks a bit too is too small. Be <laughs> actually comfortable. Seriously. I don't want to see him anymore. Are you not happy with your decision? I guess it was the right thing to do. But he's not a bad person. He's just going through a tough time. You have no cause to feel guilty. This is Sunset Beach Park, Beach Avenue, in Vancouver. Yes. It looks a bit chilly if you're looking at the water. Seems to be a bit of a wind. Hmm. You think you could teach me? Oh, come on, Ty, shortly, don't we? And why not? Well, seriously, that looks like a t-shirt she wore when she was, like, 17, <laughs> uh, starting college, and now she's grown about two inches, and, you know, there's bits poking out. <laughs> nice bit of music. This is meant to imply some time has passed if she's gone to a fleet. Keep moving, young man, keep moving. Definitely Pilates, I recognise the one more protein I've done it often enough. <laughs> Jimmy Jealous, a part of our group, when I was explaining what a shoulder stand was, this guy does volunteer for the fire department. He hopped down onto the ground and just performed the shoulder stand without warming up. Lie flat down, you raise your legs up until they're uh, perpendicular to your hips, and then you hoosh yourself up, just holding onto your hip, but resting basically on your shoulder blades with everything else pointing vertically. So there's just your head and your shoulders on the ground, everything else pointing straight up. Seduction 101. You can't go wrong with candlelight. Words of wisdom from Tilk. Ah, Well, that montage finished in a very intimate way. Okay, so th this is film noir, straight out of the book. Yeah. What, no doorbells in this apartment block? Avon calling. Oh, hi. You are late for your next training session. Yeah, I meant to tell you. I don't think I'm going to be able to train with you anymore. You have been making tremendous progress. Well, I just don't have time, you know? Ooh. Oh, dear. Has something transpired? No, everything's fine. Uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? You are injured. It's nothing. So she's into a little light bondage. That's not light bondage. That looks like an Indian born. Yeah. Oh, the plumber. Mm. I'll handle this. Doug, it's I said I'll handle it. The plumber, yes. He's a plumber? He's been seen to her pipes. Hmm. <laughs> Cat lady? Nosy neighbour sort of thing. Concerned neighbour. Hmm. She told me everything. Were you the one who injured her? What goes on between me and Chris did ain't none of your business. If you ever injure her again, I will kill you where you stand. Yeah, you don't say that sort of thing in front of a witness. The correct phrase used there would be, I will make it my business. 
somehow I was expecting boy to come out there. Some racial slur. <laughs> he does look a bit like white trash. Meanwhile, back at the SGC. Meanwhile, in the CSI light level SGC. Jack and Sam. Sir. I never thought I'd hear myself utter these words. Uh-huh. Go on then. I need that report. <laughs> oh, oh, how dear. Jack has changed. Um, I, I just need to uh, finish typing up my notes. Uh, you know, I'll have it for you first thing tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Oh. I'm joking. I don't need the report. Well, then why? Because something's going on with you. You haven't tried to confuse me with any scientific babble for the last couple of days, and that's a red flag to me. Well, that's a bit of a letdown when Jack finally asks for a report. It's probably... She doesn't want to go home. Jack's asking for it. It's probably three weeks late. <laughs> and only because somebody else has asked for it first. Yeah. I think it also shows that Jack is missing the day-to-day camaraderie from being in SG-1. People normally wear these on their fingers. I haven't said yes. And yet... You haven't said no. I told him I needed to think about it. If he asked her to go fishing right now, she'd probably say yes, just to get away from Pete for a couple of days. It was two weeks ago. You know, all these years I've been concentrating on work, I just assumed that one day I would... Have a life? Yeah. Yeah. And now it comes down to it, I don't know. I mean, every time we go through the gate, we risk not coming back. Is it fair to put somebody else through that? Pete is a cop. I think he could handle it. What about kids? What about them? Do I take maternity leave and then come back? What, do I drop the baby off at daycare on my way to some unexplored planet on the edge of the Crab Nebula? Carter, there are people on this base who have families. Don't most working women have to make this decision? Mm-hmm. And A, if they're earning a decent living, it's called a nanny. If things had been different, it... I wouldn't be here. I'm glad you said that. Otherwise, that would have been a very awkward situation. I'm not sure if this is a nice thing to do by Sam or not. The thing is, surely you don't take the ring if you're thinking about it. Because if you decide to go off out of his life, you could take the ring with you and he's down a ring. I see you're giving this some thought, though. Hey, I was waiting for you. Has something happened? No, I'm fine. Oh, that's it. I'm not crying, honest. Yeah, she's moving. <laughs> well, something's happened, obviously. Mm. For real this time. I'm sorry about what happened before. Oh, worse. And why you in your apartment? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in the hallway. I wonder why. I need to get out of here. I can't even think in this place. Mm. I will save you. Oh. Will you come with me? Perhaps tomorrow. No, no. Tonight, we'll just get in the car and drive. We'll take the whole weekend. It doesn't even matter where we end up. As long as it's away from the here. Red alert, red alert. Something fishy about this tilt. Mind your step. Uh... Don't go rushing in. Don't trust the woman. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, it's a long weekend somewhere. Hmm. I know this cabin in the woods. Nobody's using it at the moment. We could fish. I thought that's where Jack lived. No, that's his, just his cabin. His home is where he keeps the Guinness, is a VHS collection of The Simpsons. What happened? 
We don't have all the details yet, but according to Kendrick, preliminary evidence indicates that Tilk may have been responsible. That's impossible. That's what I said. Unfortunately, we can't ask him about it because he's missing. So's Krista. As of right now, Tilk is wanted for kidnapping and murder. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Somebody killed him. No, I can't imagine it was Tilk. <laughs> no, Tilk would never kill anybody. Surely not. No, without provocation. It's like I put him in an Earth jail. Put him in Leavenworth in uh, solitary or uh, Supermax. Hmm. Krista James, of course, was played by Erica Durant, the Canadian actress who was in Smallville, playing Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Did uh, 141 episodes of Smallville. Also in Andromeda, a series Saving Cope has just been renewed for a second season, so that's coming back this year. She was also in Lone Gunman and True Calling. Isn't Daniel in Saving Hope? Daniel is in Saving Hope. Uh, yeah. Reunited. And it feels so good. You know, I went there too. <laughs> Why would anyone be following you? It's difficult to explain. Doug is following them. <laughs> Doug couldn't possibly be following them, unless it's Zombie Doug. Well, yeah, that's why it's the episode up. Well, it would plug into the Goblin Zeitgeist. However, it will require me to violate posted speed limits and several safe driving regulations. I'm okay with that. You know, if you have they not seen Born Notice, did they not know how to tail? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, in your face tailing. Speed limits and safe driving regulation. <laughs> Don't tell me you learned how to do that back in the village. Ah, that's it, Tilk. You know, I only I only tried the invisible clutch twice when I was in the States. <laughs> that's good. It's very hard to unprogram your left leg. What are you? A spy or something? One thing's for sure, you're not really Dr. Jackson's research assistant. That much I figured after about 30 seconds. I like the poncho. And I'm still not sure about Tilk's dress sense. It's kind of stuck in the 70s. I see. (laughs) I don't need to know. For now, I'm just glad you're here. Hold me. That's my boy. Erica Durance, Jolene Blalock, Musata Vander, Sally-Ann Whitfield and Brooke Parker. It's always the quiet ones, isn't it, Tilk? Open mouth kissing straight off. Oh, yeah. You know... I'd almost suspect that Chris wrote this episode, but he didn't. Mm. Perhaps he had something on Peter. Oh, she looks upset. She's going to break up with Pete. Now she's calling in reinforcement. I can't marry you because, uh, frankly, as an executive producer, you've too much power. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Pete, I'm sorry. I, I need a little more time. Look, you know how I feel about you. It's just... There's some things I need to work out. Okay. Anyway, that's not what this is about. It's not. No. You know, when the woman doesn't give you answer straight away, then comes back and says, I don't need more time. What is there to think about? That means no. But that means I don't want to marry you. The thing is, that, that's pretty much a deal breaker. If you propose to someone, either they say yes or you break up. And they give you a bloody good reason straight away. Krista? What you done, Dilk? <laughs> Krista? You wore her out. We can assume they spent an evening together. Yeah, so why is he wearing underwear? Because this is an American TV show. With all due respect, any of the times I have done that, I've never actually bothered to put underwear back on after. Check the spy hole, Tilt. Check the spy hole. Freeze! Oh, crap. Turn around. Interlace your fingers behind your head. Good job he was wearing underwear. We don't want them intimidated, do we? <laughs> why don't they have that? Because that'd look a bit awkward if you were raiding a public motel. Hmm. Well, where is he being held? He's in his old quarters. <sighs> at least under guard. He's not going anywhere. He's a murder suspect. Where's he going to go? Yeah. He's 26, 28 levels down. You know, I talked to him. He said he didn't do it. 
good enough for Jack. That's good enough for you, is it? Pretty much. Well, unfortunately, you're not in charge of this investigation. Yeah. You also said he felt like he was being followed last night. The OSI did not have Teal under surveillance. Yeah. How'd you find him? We received a tip. That didn't strike you as odd? I told you something like this might happen. You flat out ignored my warnings. Not so much ignored as completely disregarded. With all due respect, General. I'm going to have to insist that Tilt be placed in confinement immediately. Or I will recommend that he be held elsewhere. Kendrick is, in Jack's words, acting like a bit of a dick in this episode. Yep. At the end of the day, Tilt may have helped save the Earth countless times, but he'll always be viewed as an outsider. He's not quite um, at the level of the guy with the glasses in Atlantis that you keep wanting to sacrifice to the race, but... <laughs> he's a bit... This is just a petty bureaucracy, really. Hmm. Well, he is playing a petty bureaucrat. And trust me, after nearly 22 years in the Irish government, I know a petty bureaucrat when I see one. He is a colonel, so he come through the ranks military-wise, but makes you wonder if he's actually ever served on the front line. I think he's a death colonel. Do you recognise him? Uh, I don't know who you think this is. We need them translated into gold. Well, that shouldn't be possible, should it? No. You should have a secure system in the SGC. We know it's the language of the ancients, but the dialect is obscure. You're the one man on Earth who can translate them. Your friend Tilk is in trouble. How'd you know about that? We can help him. We've been watching him. In fact, we saw the whole thing. You witnessed the murder. We've got it all on tape. Concrete evidence that proves Tilk's innocence. And it's yours in exchange for the translation. Of course, if you tell anyone, we'll know, and the deal's off. Man's voice distorted. Yeah, it's not as if you're going to recognise the voice anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so he uh, knows a few too many things to mm. be a practical joker. Hmm. I've read that this episode should have been broadcast after the next one, Covenant, which would lay the groundwork for the bad guys. We're kind of coming in cold at the moment. Mm-hmm. These apartments are in Kensington Place. It's in Vancouver. The proximity of the body to the wall supports that. But the position of the body suggests otherwise. What do you mean? If he fell into a slump, his legs and arms would be bent. His legs are straight, and his arms are placed by his sides, suggesting that the body was dragged here and placed in this position. Well, why move the body? Well, That's it, Pete. Do your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like an episode of Police Squad with the, uh, the white outline. It does look a bit awkward. Mm. So it was a setup. <laughs> that really does look suspicious, doesn't it? The white tape? No, the actual position of the body. Mm. If Tilk had slammed him against the wall... Yeah, there'd be a dent. The drywall would be cracked. Yeah. If I was staking out Tilk's place, that's where I would be. This is your big chance, Pete. Yep. Do this well, and she might say yes. Possibly. I'd go for somewhere with higher, more elevation. That says he turns in lock. Well, yeah, the key did turn in the lock. Oh, <laughs> I assume they uh, picked it. How did they get the key? The apartment manager. And said, we're a couple, we're thinking about buying... Maybe. Or he flashes badge. That's a very 70s stove. It's got actual spiral rings. Lots of clues. Yep. You don't even have to fight these days to get clues to solve a mystery. They kind of jump out at you. Three indentations. Tripod. Unfortunately, I think they cleaned the place up pretty good. I doubt we'll find anything. So it's a dead end? Well, no. If it was a dead end, they got a heavy roller and smith at the carpet. Yeah, any consideration, they'd have put some pads down so it wouldn't leave mm. marks. No, then the pads would just eat square marks. Yeah, but the weight would be distributed, so they wouldn't stay there. Just brush them out, then. Hmm. You look familiar. 
Well, that would be Michael Shanks playing Daniel Jackson. Dr. Jackson. Lucas Wolfe is playing Jennings. He's been in Fringe, Alcatraz, Once Upon a Time, Smallville, V, and appeared in Stargate SG-1 three times. I was trying to think of that series that Abrams had that was cancelled abruptly, and it was Alcatraz. He's never had a series that's only gone one season. Everything's rolled for at least three or four. You're playing with your friend's life here, Doctor. I can't translate something unless I understand the context. Where they were found, what they're for. You think I'm stupid? I'm not lying. You can see we're going to have to do this the hard way. Hmm. What does that mean? Either you give us the translation now, or I'll be forced to take this to the next level. He looks like he's got a bit of a belly on there, doesn't he, Daniel? Yeah. We didn't kill the boyfriend, but we'll kill the girl if we have to. Probably aware. Ooh. <laughs> you don't want to know, Daniel. Okay, so these are bad guys. Come with me and I'll show you. Yeah, you know, I, I got a thing, so... I have three snipers targeting your position at this very moment, Doctor. You're bluffing. Again, if this is a modern show, he pull up a video on his phone, or at least a photograph, of her holding yesterday's newspaper. Yeah, it's not difficult, is it? Take yep. the coffee cup. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I assume there's a squib in the cup. I don't think there's <laughs> a real sniper. So he's following you? That's it, Daniel. <laughs> it's very you can trust me. I mean, for Daniel, other people might be intimidated or bothered, but considering the life-threatening situations Daniel's been in, you know, Little League. It is, isn't it? Yeah. The owner reported a Caucasian male who'd been in half a dozen times during the last two weeks. Caucasian male? Come on, white guy. Not necessarily, but we thought it was worth checking out. We got a license plate from the security camera out front and we're running it down. See, the uh, junk food investigation. Yep. Well, Kendrick has finally convinced something else is going on here. What changed his mind? Daniel's missing. Da da da. The classic van. Poor Daniel. Daniel does seem to be in jeopardy in these past couple of episodes. <laughs> well, he kind of put himself in well, there. You see, Daniel is the person who's generally in jeopardy. It's not viable, aside from that one time they did it better, to have anyone else as a potential victim. In the same way that nobody else's backstory is spectacularly interesting. Daniel plays a sort of person threatened, person kidnapped, person left behind on planet, you know? Yeah. I suppose if things had gone on, they could have explored Mitchell's backstory in season 11. Yeah, that's not really a spoiler. But could I have gone to? Ooh. <laughs> Their motives can never be trusted. Anyway, he is partly responsible for the boyfriend's death. If he hadn't shown the girl how to crush a man's windpipe, none of this would have happened. So she killed him? It was self-defense, really. He was getting out of hand. And that's when you guys moved in. You planted evidence to make it look like Teal did it. We saw an opportunity and we took it. Ah, bravo to Krista, though, for doing the boyfriend in. Yeah, well, we're back into the Time Life movie, aren't we? <laughs> we are. It's a sort of Stargate cross-off. The problem with Time Life for the women's network is that basically all men are evil. All men are either a completely platonic friend, tragic people who are dying of a fatal disease, or murdering rapists. Maybe even the odd paedophile. Just to mix it up a bit. Oh, right. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? The situation is under control. We're supposed to get the information and leave. He wasn't going to cooperate. He's a member of SG-1. Do you have any idea what kind of resources they'll mobilize to get him back? Once we get the translation, it'll be too late. Bring the girl. 
Hoskins is played by Peter Bryant. He also played Frotac. He's been in Copper, Once Upon a Time, V, Fringe, Supernatural, Human Target, so the usual Canadian uh, genre shows. Yeah, Human Target didn't last beyond season two, did it? No, only two seasons. Hmm. Carter. Sam, it's me. I traced the car from the pizza place. It's a rental. The name on the agreement's a fake ID. That's our man. Whoever set this up knew what they were doing. I've got a bank account, social security number, and credit cards, all from a guy who died six months ago. Shows no imagination. Why not 30, 40 years ago, just hmm. to be on the safe side? That's what McLeod did in Highland. Yep, repeatedly. Yes. Uplink is established. We're ready to transmit. The woman is called Brooks, played by Benita Ha. She's been in Sanctuary, V, Smallville, Blade the Series, Underworld Awakening. Daniel? There's a real reason that she met Daniel. What's that? It was a plot point. Otherwise, this scene wouldn't have made as much sense. Well, they wouldn't have been able to uh, grab Tilk. They wouldn't mm. have been able to blackmail Daniel. Like I say, we'd been dropped in this situation with the trust and we've never heard anything about them. We know the NID, remnants of the NID are still around. thought the trust, were they not the organisation that they uh, exposed back in Season 4 with the changing cloak thingy? No, they were the uh, elements of the NID, the backers behind it, that were working with Kenzie. Wanted to help us voluntarily. So you decided to try a little blackmail instead. Let's just say one thing led to another. But in any case... It's too late for all that now. So either you give us what we want. Or I will kill her. You know, if this was Smallville, it would be a perfect time for Clark Kent to come zooming in and save Lois. You know, I wish he'd done that in Hale with a slightly lower shot. <laughs> you know, maybe a slightly wider angle so we could see you in Hale. Never deny the effect of a heaving bosom. Hmm, heaving. Something, didn't it? Yeah. You know what to do, Daniel. Oh, and by the way... We'll know immediately if the symbols are incorrect. And I suppose it works the other way around. You know, a uh, good pair of abs. I watched a film with Ryan Gosling in last night and he was taking his shirt off every other scene. Uh, yeah. He does resemble Tuvok, you know that? And not just because he's bald and black. I was going to say. <laughs> aside not from just the because he's being bald and black. His facial plane and his body shape are quite similar. Like I said, he played Frotat. Scanning. Transmitting symbols. This isn't good. This isn't good at all. Come on, guys. Save him. Quick. Translation confirmed. Good. Get up. Right. The boys are here. Let there be no doubt. The choice of vehicle for special forces, anti-terrorist units, will always be a black SUV. Over there. Face the wall. That's it. Against the wall. Legs apart. Oh, sorry. Wrong program. I gave you what you wanted. Oof. Is this the end of Daniel Jackson? Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion. I said face the wall. Look, you don't have to do this. Oh, any decent data recovery service could clear that. Come on, lads, hurry up. Why not just tell them you're going to stun them and be done with it? Mm. We don't really need the tension and the threat. I tempted to rewatch that scene with this in full screen. Well, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it now. So get busy. Team 2 in position and ready. That. They saved a small fortune not actually showing the people beaming out. Oh, it's a bright light. Yeah. Charge! 
Last one in is a silly sausage. And remember, five points for a headshot, two points for a leg shot. And if you get to Mason, double points. Dibs on getting to check the girl. How you doing? He's unconscious. There's no one here. We've got all the exits covered. There's no way they could have gotten out. How is that possible? <laughs> we normally do. Oh well, dead computers aren't worth much, but the sniper rifles will sell for a pretty penny. Thank you. Watch out, Tilt. Daniel's in the position to make his move. Never turn your back on Daniel. So, it's normal for the bad guys just to disappear into thin air, right? Not really. Although, no, I think about it, it's not the first time it's happened. Just another day at the office. Yes. I figured she'd be used to it by now. No, I mean, yes. We're kind of springing it on him now. Mm. You've been a good boy. Yes. You deserve your reward. Yes. Are you messing with me? No. Which means? Yes. You don't need more time? No. Therefore? Yes. Not in front of the soldiers. Hmm. You know how they gossip. You do realise, Pete, that basically amounts to a death sentence. <laughs> you mad fool. Go on, Pete. Oh, you nearly grabbed her arse. <laughs> he rubbed her arse there. <laughs> he thought about it. He did. The hand went down and circled around <laughs> the right cheek. You know, not only have you had a relationship, you've been protected by this ex-class, but unfortunately, now that you agreed to marry her, you're going to die before the end of the season. Hit him till careless boy. I am grateful for your assistance. Has that lad actually changed his clothes throughout the entire episode? Probably not. Wardrobe decided it was cheap to put the same thing. <laughs> it's probably what he turned up on on the day of shooting. Uh, that'll do, kid. He's not an extra, because he's actually got a speaking role. Yeah, Christopher Atadia plays Eric. You know, you don't have to do this. The whole thing was my fault. There is no need to blame yourself. The men in the warehouse? I didn't know who they were. No one told me anything. But I know they were using me to get to you. If it had not been you, it would have been someone else. They would not hesitate to exploit any relationship to their advantage. What do they want? That I cannot say. Take the jumper off. Let's see a tight t-shirt again. It must be cold again. So, where are you going to go? Back to where I came from. What does that mean? It means I must say goodbye. I don't think it was ever not cold. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you could probably tell if she was wearing a bright. Hmm. Should have stayed on base talk. True. A mystery, an itch you can't scratch. This is all that was left. <laughs> oh my God, what's he done to it? <laughs> oh dear. Even I couldn't kill a fern that quick. I have a black thumb, I don't get plants. Check it out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the emblem of a fake god. Yeah, I worship you. I'm honoured. Later, Teeth. Well, you made a splash, Tilk, I'll give you that. I'm not sure if you, you get your security deposit back. Interesting question is, what's she on the pill? Could we have, a, could we have another rare <laughs> running around? You know, that's something they could have spun up any number of years later. Yeah. You know, Ryak's little brother, after Tilk, is probably killed. I like the little tilt of the head, kind of submissive, then confident. Kind of sums up the whole episode. Goodbye, little dude. Goodbye, hot chick. He's going to do his Clint Eastwood in a bit, ride off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Shane. Come back. And our hero drives off into the sunset, leaving behind his best gal and little sidekick. And again, that music. Bye bye, Till.
fun episode. I'm uh, surprised I only watched it once, probably because I didn't get that far in my rewatch until I actually started recording Gatecast and I figured there's no point in rewatching at that stage. And now it's become almost a requirement. I cannot rewatch, otherwise I don't react as well. As we found out on the few occasions when we have to record twice or three times, or <laughs> I believe on one of the horrific occasion four times. That was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Just a damn shame that episode needed a commentary track. But alas, none. If I can find the book, I will include any relevant details in an email to you. Okie dokie. Assuming I find the book. Yeah. A couple of little tidbits of information that I didn't get to put into the actual episode itself. Erica is married to David Palfrey. And if you know that name, that's Anubis. (laughs) Holy crap. I did not know that until I was doing a little bit of research on this episode. Quite amazing. She married him long after this episode aired, though. Mm -hmm. Not that long, actually. uh, The year after. 2005. So clearly they were dating when this episode aired. He might have been doing a bit of stunt work or something, I don't know. Met to married in under 12 months very fast. No, showbiz. They, they don't do anything, you know, spontaneous like that. The other actress that was actually up the role of Krista James, or at least considered, Claudia Black. Ooh. She was at the time working on Peacekeeper Wars. And I think it would, Joe Melosi said, in hindsight, she would not have fitted this role at all. Helpless heroine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You, you can't can never imagine. If you've seen a black. single episode of Firescape. And of course, we wouldn't have got Valor later on. No, indeed not. That was Affinity. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know we did. Yes, fun. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. It's time for those awkward few minutes where I try to find something to say in terms of Stargate news and features. On the news front, Stargate SG-1 Unleashed has been announced for release next month on the tablet format. It's billed as an interactive adventure game and sports some top-notch graphics and voice work from the original actors. Being released from Arcalis Interactive, who created the Stargate Command app, and Tilk's Revenge. Michael Shank's latest movie, The Bouquet, has been released on DVD, and is being sold through Amazon, and specifically the Canadian store, priced at $13.49. Bullet to the head? the Sylvester Stallone action movie opened this week. It also stars our own Jason Momoa. And Louis Ferreira's new TV series, Motive, debuted last Sunday in Canada. He co-stars with Kristen Lehman and Lauren Holly. A couple of Stargate birthdays on the 14th of the month. First up, the always entertaining Enrico Colliantoni, who only made the one appearance on Stargate SG-1 in the episode Evolution Part 2, playing the CIA field agent Burt. A fantastic performance. Enrico is better known for Veronica Mars and more recently Flashpoint and Person of Interest. Also on the 14th, Kristen Dalton has her birthday. She played Anna in the Stargate SD-1 episode Resurrection, as well as Dana Bright in the Dead Zone TV series. Not a lot I guess this week, although more Stargate on the gaming front is pretty significant. We also got some audio feedback from Brad for Affinity. Let's hear what he has to say. Brad from Victoria, Australia here. My thoughts on SG-1 Season 8, Episode 7, Affinity. Uh, not a bad episode, sort of middle of the road. Um, there's a couple this season. I suppose they've got to save money when they can for the big epic episode. Good to see Tilt let out of the base finally after eight years. Even though the NID don't trust him. Sort of rehash from earlier seasons. Chris Judge has really buffed up this year and I think this is one of the main episodes of the season where you can really see the guns coming out to play and a couple of scenes there he's channeling old Crocodile Dundee and it's good to see it every now and then uh, so yeah, not a bad episode one you can come back to and watch every now and then not all the time so that are my thoughts on Affinity 
Thanks for that, Brad. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Tilt did choose outfits that emphasised his physique. The guy is a well-put-together hunk of alien badass and does well with the ladies. We had a little action on the Google Plus page with a few comments for Avatar. I personally apologise for the pronunciation of this name. Yurej Oravak simply posted Daniel Gold under the appropriate screen cap and Eva Lipenska smiled and said great episode. I finished the thread off with yeah, it's just fun watching Tilt take a beat down from, of all things, a computer. And many thanks to everyone who kept the website, email, Google+, Facebook and Twitter busy with Stargate Chat. We would love to hear from more people, and you don't need to send essays. A simple comment on any episode of the show or cast really makes this worthwhile. We love to know people are sharing our passion for Stargate. If you do want to get in touch, then you can use the gatecast.co.uk website, or send us an email on thegatecast at gmail.com. We can be found on Facebook, Google+, Stitcher and iTunes under Gatecast. And on Twitter we are TheGatecast, which is one word. That was Affinity, an excellent episode, lots of fun, some great guest stars. Erica Durant looked absolutely gorgeous. Till didn't look too bad himself. Love the fashion sense. Next week we're back with Stargate Atlantis and it'll be the episode Poisoning the Well. Have you got the blurb? Do I have the blurb? I do not have the blurb. Sorry, Arrow airs on Wednesdays. Come on, while I'm still awake. Exploring a new gate address, the team encounters the Hoffins, a human civilization that has developed a drug with the potential to make them immune to the Wraith. When they learn the Wraith's awakening at the hands of the Atlantis team, the Hoffin leaders grow impatient and demand their people be inoculated before the drug is proved safe. Poison in the Well is a Beckett episode. Paul McGillian gets a good run at it. Indeed, and his reactions to that episode may have been what led to him getting a regular spot. Quite right. Okay then, thanks for joining us this week. Hope you join us next week. Till then, take care and we'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye-bye.